Hello, and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor Francisco, and I'm your host. The Tiny Moments Podcast is all about appreciating those tiny moments in life because one day you're going to look back and realize they were actually the big moments. Expect a lot of conversations about life, self-love, growth, and sometimes TMI. I hope that if you're listening, you take something away from this episode or you feel inspired or maybe you just feel a little bit happier than you did earlier. Thank you so much for being here with me and let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Tiny Moments Podcast. My name is Taylor from taylorfrancisco.com and I am a social media manager, content creator, writer, podcaster, YouTuber, businesswoman, and honestly, so much more. Today's episode is gonna be a juicy one. And in all honesty, I have been putting off recording this podcast because, okay, You know that the Tiny Moments podcast is always a place where I love to post uplifting, inspiring, positive, or at the very least entertaining or educational content. I never want to bring too much tea or any drama, anything negative to the podcast. But as you can tell from today's title, I'm going to be talking about toxic friendships. And I think the main thing that's been holding me back with this is that I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfy. But over the last few weeks, I've realized that this is no different than me telling you about my experience with growing up in poverty or my struggles with mental health or my experience with having three injuries from car accidents and dealing with my physical health or just my business struggles even. This is literally no different than me sharing my experiences and that's all this is. I think, well, the only difference is that it does involve other people, but so do my other stories. You know, I've talked about previous employers or previous situations in my life where other people were involved and so it's really no different. I think that I just was protecting these people still. And again, I didn't want to make anyone feel uncomfy. But the reality is, if you are hearing someone talk about the things you have done or your behavior or the way that you've treated people and you feel uncomfortable about that, that is a you problem. If I heard someone recalling memories with me where maybe I wasn't so nice or I said something that was uncalled for and it made me feel uncomfortable, I would wonder to myself, do I owe this person an apology? How can I act differently next time? I would look inward. I would not be angry at the person for sharing their experience. I would, however, be upset if someone like used my photo and said, this person's a biatch or, you know, whatever, something just like immature and uncalled for. But if they were really recalling an experience with me that wasn't pleasant and it made me feel uncomfortable, honestly, I would look inward. So today I'm going to be talking about one of many toxic friendship situations. I think I'm actually going to make this a series and probably not all in a row because I do want to switch up the topics here and there. I know not every single person is going to be super interested in this, but I do think it's a very 
common thing that we experience and that we talk about, whether it's toxic friendships, toxic romantic relationships, toxic relationships with family members. It could be between you and an employer. It could be between you and a classmate. These toxic relationships happen every single day. We've all experienced it in some way or another. And maybe some of us have been the toxic person. I think we've all kind of been there. You know, we all make mistakes. I know when I was dealing with really heavy mental health stuff, I was not the best person to be around, especially for my partner. So I'm not going to lie and say that I'm this perfect angel who's never done anyone wrong. I mean, even looking back to high school, I'm sure all of us have treated someone not so ideally because we weren't mature enough yet and we didn't really know how to act around each other. But anyways, I wanted to share this because I have learned so much about friendships, about myself. I know this was a major learning experience and I'm hoping that if anyone listening is in this situation that you won't make the same mistakes I did, that you'll trust your intuition, that you will listen to people around you who matter because obviously you don't want to take in the opinions of everybody, but if there are people that you really value, who know you really well, who you would go to for advice because they are out there living their best lives and they align with your core values, you should probably take into account what they say if they are describing red flags about a toxic relationship or situation. So that is why I am sharing my experience. It is a learning situation for me, hopefully for anyone listening. And I'm going to lay it down for you of how this is going to go and also another reason why I'm telling you. So the major takeaway that I have from this is to trust my intuition and to stop betraying myself in order to make someone else feel comfortable. We see this all the time and we especially see this with women when it comes to men making them feel uncomfortable, right? You always hear of those stories where men are hitting on a woman and she actually feels bad to reject them, even though they're being rude or a little too aggressive. I've definitely been there. I know a lot of people who have been there and I'm not saying that this is the same thing, but it kind of is the same sort of theme for me when it comes to trusting my intuition and being more concerned about making someone feel uncomfortable for their actions rather than being concerned about how their actions are making me feel. Okay, so I'm going to hop into my whole learning story and I'm going to start by saying that I went on a trip this summer to see this friend. I'm not going to name them, but I went on a trip and it was literally the most horrible experience. And the funny thing was I knew before going, it wasn't going to end well. I had this feeling in my gut and again, I chose to ignore it. And I think the main reason why I chose to ignore all of these red flags, which I'm going to get into, is because I had a best friend of over 10 years. She would come to all my family Christmases She was literally my mom's second daughter. We did everything together. We like moved out at the same time and we've just been through it, you know? And all of a sudden she just completely cut me and my family off with no explanation. And so 
I think since then, I've kind of just been like feeling a little weird about not having a quote unquote best friend, which now I understand is <laughs> it's normal, first of all, for you to outgrow friendships. Obviously, it was super shitty of her to not even tell me at all because the last thing she said to me was, you're not doing anything wrong at all. I'm just not feeling social right now, but whatever. That's besides the point. I know that it's normal to outgrow relationships, but I think that I overlooked a lot of these red flags because I was like, okay, well, at least someone considers me as their best friend. And maybe that came from a little bit of an insecurity on my end. Um, I'm not really sure. That's what I'm guessing. (laughs) Or you know what? Actually, I'm going to take that back. I am sure because that's what my intuition is telling me. So I decided to ignore all of these red flags and go on the trip anyway. And so I'm going to backtrack to before the trips because before the trip, because I want you to understand um, a little bit of history so that you have some context. This particular friend of mine, she was really there for me when I needed it, when I was dealing with the worst of my mental health. So I will forever be grateful for that. We definitely have a lot of good memories that I can look back on and say that I don't regret. I do appreciate the relationship for what it was. And I appreciate what the person did for me when I needed it. But like I said, we grow as people. And over this past year, I've had a major transformation. I actually just over the last few years, like I really took my life into my own hands. For example, I was unhappy teaching, so I left that job. I moved in with my boyfriend. I found a new job. Then I created a business, and I decided to quit my 9 to 5 for this business. And now I'm opening my second business. I started a podcast. I worked really hard on my mental health. I went to therapy literally every two weeks for such a long time. I'm still going, just not as often, because I really feel like I've Mastered the art, not mastered, because I don't think anyone really does. We're all going to have a slip up here and there. But I've really been good at self-soothing. I've really been good at handling stress in a way that I never was before. And I just feel like I've grown so much and my mindset has really changed. I'm really focused on doing better being better, being a better person for myself, finding inner happiness that I'm not placing my happiness in the hands of anyone else. And I'm focused on how to serve others in the best way possible when it comes to my business and even my creativity. And basically what I'm trying to say here is that I'm just focused on bigger, better, more mature things. And so naturally when you're going through that kind of phase in your life, you're also outgrowing old habits, old people, and old relationships. So while I know that at some point this friendship really, really served me, I know that it does not anymore because I'm not the same person who needed that friend at that time. So let me give you some context besides that about this person and the red flags that I saw. So first of all, I felt like I owed this person because they were there for me through a really hard time in my life. And this is quite common. I hear this often with people in romantic relationships and friendships, but I felt like because they did so much for me at that point that I was forever indebted to this person and that I had to be there for them in the same way they were there for me and all of these types of things, right? 
I decided to look past her red flags because of that. And even though I knew she wasn't aligned with my values, I still stayed. And okay, I'm just going to start with some examples. I'm not going to tell you every single one because then we'd be here for hours. But I'm just going to share a few that stand out for me. And then I'm going to explain what happened on this trip so that you understand. And also so that if you are seeing any of these red flags, if you are ignoring your intuition, then maybe this resonates with you. And I hope, (laughs) I hope you take some action sooner than I did. So one of the first things that I noticed about this friendship was that we came from very different places. So this person comes from a very wealthy background, whereas I do not. Normally, like I don't care, (laughs) but Sometimes, you know, if you're really close to a person, it becomes exhausting to have to explain yourself. So I've noticed that with a lot of my other friends, we've kind of come from a similar background in terms of how we grew up and whether or not we were wealthy, things like that. And so when I just say something, they get it. Or I talk about a situation, they don't look at me with deer and headlight eyes because they've been there, they get it. And I find that really comforting. Not to say that I don't have friends who come from wealthy backgrounds, because I absolutely do, but at the end of the day, it comes down to your experience, your attitude, your education, right? Um, I don't know what people struggling in other countries are really dealing with, but I am educated. I do know what's going on. Not to say that I know everything, but anyway, this person had a really hard time understanding a lot of my past and even current things that I'm dealing with with family life because they've just never been there. And so I found that pretty exhausting to have to continue to explain myself. That was red flag number one. Red flag number two. These are not in any particular order. I had a get together. I think it was, yeah, actually last year with all of my closest friends. It was literally the highlight of my year because A lot of my friends actually hadn't met each other, or not a lot of them, but some of them. And the friends who had never met each other vibed so well. We had such a good time. It was just a get-together at my place. My parents were actually there. Everyone vibed with my parents. My elementary, middle school, high school friends were like happy to see them. It was just all around a really good vibe. But of course, that friend was there. And after my birthday, I kid you not, Every single person had a bit of a weird vibe with that individual. And they all actually came to me and explained it. And basically what I gathered from that is that that person wanted to make it very clear that they were the closest person to me in that room. And here's the thing about that. For me, I never compare my friendships because as humans, we are so different. We all bring something really different to the table. And I've known everybody for a different length of time and got close to them during different chapters of my life. So every relationship is going to be really different. And let me just make this as an example for you. So I have a friend named Shelly. Shout out to Shelly if she's listening (laughs) or anyone who knows her. She's awesome. Her and I have been friends since literally elementary school and we were really close in middle school. We were like best friends in high school. And then there was a small period of time where we fell out of touch just because we're both adults. We were both navigating university and like, you know, work life. So we fell out of touch for a bit and then we came back and we're better than ever. And I'm grateful for that. But 
because we weren't talking for a little while, or not because, but during that time, I definitely made other friends. I made different connections, but not one time when I made different connections did I ever think, oh, okay, this is filling the space in which Shelly left, or, um, you know, this person is replacing Shelly. I didn't even consider Shelly not a friend of mine anymore. I just thought, you know, whatever, we're adults, like, we'll reconnect again. And sure enough, we did. But there was never a point where I was like, this person is going to fill a void for me. This person is going to replace another person. That never crossed my mind. And I understand, again, that all friendships bring something else to the table. So no one is ever going to be replaced. You can have friendships that are better. Yes, absolutely. But you're never going to have the same connection twice. And so to hear that this person was trying to make my other friends uncomfortable or make them feel like they weren't as close to me, that didn't make me feel good, but I didn't really know how to bring that up. Um, And so I ignored it and I kind of just said, well, you know, this person maybe is not the best with social cues, like they're really sweet, it's fine, you know, making excuses for that behavior. The other incident that I wanted to mention is that this person and I had very drastically different views when it comes to my core values. So I want to make this clear. I can definitely have friendships. I think we all can where we can agree to disagree. There are definitely things that some of my friends believe in that maybe I don't and vice versa, right? There are political views or anything controversial that you could have different views on and still be friends and still be respectful and still agree to disagree, right? Obviously, it's nice when your friends have the same beliefs as you, but it's not totally necessary. But what I will say is that when it comes to my core beliefs, um, I don't really, (laughs) I don't know, I, I think it's hard to be very, very close with someone if they are constantly going against your core beliefs. Um, especially because they will probably want to talk about it a lot, right? So one of my core beliefs is, or a few of them are, you know, I want to be faithful when it came to, or faithful like in relationships, you know what I mean? When it came to COVID, my thing, and my core belief in general is just like, do whatever you want and do what it takes to get to the top, but don't willingly hurt other people. And so when it came to COVID, And when we were in a lockdown and it was pre-vaccinations and pre a lot of knowledge, to be honest with you, all I knew was that my actions are not only affecting me, but also other people. Because if I were to spread COVID to someone who has asthma or someone elderly or, you know, whatever it is, I know that that's going to be harmful for them. And so that goes against my core belief for people who were going out and not giving a crap at that time. So... That was another red flag, the drastically different views when it comes to my core values. I think also, too, like at what point is it unfair for that person who can't talk to you about all of these things, right? If they feel like they are holding back whenever they see you because, you know, you don't believe in their values or whatever it is, like at what point are you just not compatible as friends? You know, at what point is that not a beneficial friendship for them? And so I actually brought that up and I just kind of talked about like, you know, I 
am very much past the phase that you're in when it comes to guys and dating and all of these things that are very, very important to you right now. And, you know, maybe we're not compatible as friends. And this person was so offended. And another thing that I brought up as well was like, you know, we fight a lot. We argue a lot. I don't argue with any of my other friends ever. Um, we definitely have disagreements or we agree to disagree, but it never gets heated and I never get stressed out to the point that it's like really bothering me. So at that point, I just thought, you know, like we're just not compatible. And so I actually cut this person off and then we ended up being friends again. We had a talk and this person said, okay, I'm going to like respect your boundaries and social cues and whatever else. And I warn this person saying like, you know, I don't want you to feel like you can't tell me things or that you're holding your personality back. Like I'm okay to just go our separate ways and love each other from afar, basically. Um, but no, we continue the friendship. Um, that's another red flag, another point in time where I ignored my intuition. There was another situation, I believe. Yeah, it was after this. We were going to have a little like Galentine's Day thing. This was during COVID when you could only have five people in your circle and they couldn't all be there at the same time. It was like one person in your household at a time. Things were like pretty crazy with COVID at that point. It was February. It was like the middle of winter. Everyone's inside. We had no vaccine. We didn't have much information. So it was scary. And of course, my parents were two people in Mining Glen's five people, right? And they're older, right? So they're more vulnerable when it comes to COVID. And so for anyone that I was seeing at that time, I just said like, okay, I am going to be super open with you about who I've seen because I want to make sure that you're safe and that I'm respecting your health, but I want the same vice versa. I want to make sure that you're not going out partying with 25 people every day because I'm trying to look out for myself and my family, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. I think that if, you know, a person is not comfortable sharing who they've been with, then I would just respectfully say, I will see you once this crazy pandemic stuff is over, right? And so this person, and let me make this also very clear, I do not care who you're dating or hooking up with or anything like that is totally up to you. But during COVID, you know, I didn't feel comfortable being around people who were around complete strangers without masks, whatever the situation is, right? Just because, again, it was my health. It was my family's health. It was the people around me. It was Glenn's health. And so I told this person straight up, I'm like, live your best life. I don't care. But please, like, you need to let me know if you've seen a stranger in the last two weeks because I'm bringing you into my home and... I need to know. And if you don't feel comfortable telling me, then that's fine. We will hang out at a later time. Right. And so this person was like, okay, okay, I'll wait until after we hang out. Like, it's all good. I have not seen anyone, this, this, and that. And so they came over. We had like cute little gifts for each other. It was going to be like a nice Valentine's Day thing. And ideally, I would have had more girlfriends over, but just with COVID, you're only allowed one. So this person came over and we start eating. And then they proceed to tell me about this person that they had just recently seen, this guy. And I literally stopped eating and was staring at her like, what are you talking about? I literally told you the one condition on coming into my home 
was that you hadn't seen any people you don't know. And I know, obviously, scientifically, a person is a person, right? And so me seeing my parents technically is no different than them seeing one person. But this person is a complete stranger. You don't know what their partying habits are, if any. You don't know who they've seen. You don't know if they're taking the precaution. Like, you just don't know, right? At least with my circle, I was trying to know or I was being really honest about who I'd seen and whatnot. And so I was shocked. I was pissed, right? It ruined the mood of the night. And it was just at that point, I... (laughs) I should not have ignored this red flag, but that just shows a total disregard for my health, my well-being, my family, my partner, bringing you into my home, you know? Um, I should have known at that point that this person did not care about my well-being. But again, I forgave them and ignored that. I was definitely upset for a couple of weeks, and then I definitely monitored myself, everything to my knowledge, was fine, but that's just besides the point, right? I just personally would never do that to someone. And so, yeah, that was a whole situation. The next situation that I wanted to talk about is a boundary that this person crossed. So this person was at my place. We were hanging out. This is like way after that situation. And they had asked me what I'm doing on the weekend. And I said, oh, I'm really excited because on Sunday, Glenn and I are going to go for a date. We haven't spent alone time together in a long time. It's been really busy with my business. So I'm like really excited to spend quality time. And this person says, can I come? And I started laughing. I was like, yeah, you want a third wheel on my date? Like I literally thought this person was joking. And they said, yeah, like I'll take photos for you because, you know, obviously I'm on Instagram and whatnot. And then my jaw hit the floor because no way is this person serious, right? So I'm like, wait, no, like you can't come on my date. And I just told you, A, it was a date and B, that I wanted to spend quality time alone with my partner. And this person got offended. It turned into an actual like argument. (laughs) They were like legit upset. And I just thought that was so strange. And that that was, I don't know, that was a whole other beast because I was like, no way would I ask my friend to come on a date. Even if I was really close with both people in the relationship, I would still never ask to come on a date unless they're like, oh, I'm going out with a group of friends. And if I knew those friends and I'd be like, oh, like, but even then, I don't even know if I would invite myself. Like, anyway, so that happens. We get into a little bit of an argument. It kind of leaves off on a weird note. And then Sunday rolls around. Glenn and I are going to go on our date. And I had told this person prior to like that happening where we were going. And so this person starts texting me saying like, hey, I'm sorry about the other day, whatever. And I was like, oh, like, it's all good. I appreciate, you know, you saying that like, it's all good. And they're like, I have a gift for you. Can I like drop by? And I was like, no, um, I'm going on my date. And they're like, well, I can just stop by really quickly in the parking lot. (laughs) And I'm like, no, I'm on a date. You can wait until tomorrow. Like this at this point was just getting a little strange, right? So then this person says, I'm in the area. I'm just going to quickly drop by. You can come out. I said, no, I'm not getting up from my date table to go out into the parking lot to talk to you like I can see you on Monday 
So this person ends up coming, showing up to the restaurant where I was on my date, coming into the restaurant, handing me this gift, and then sits down and orders food. We were done our food. Um, <laughs> that that was wild. And when I had told a couple of my friends about the situation, they were just shocked. Like they couldn't believe that this person crossed a boundary like that. And again, another red flag that I shouldn't have ignored. Another red flag. And this one, okay, side note, sorry that I keep saying another red flag. I just don't know what else to call it. So it is what it is. But quick thing, another side note that I wanted to mention is that I would always call this person out. It was not that I ignored it. I just continued giving them chances. And this was one of the final things that I kind of knew, like this friendship was just not going to last. So I would often talk about my experiences with racism. There was a time last spring when something kind of blew up in Winnipeg, where I live, about racism in a workplace. It just blew up all over social media and it was a whole situation. And I basically just felt compelled to make an IGTV video explaining what it's like to experience racism in a way that's easy for people to understand, I guess, was just my goal. And this friend of mine, they are white. When I would talk to them about my experiences with racism, particularly about the fact that people will often ask me, questions like, what are you? No, where are you really from? Like what? Yeah. What are you? I really hate that question, especially as a woman of color, especially when you've never spoken to me, nor do you know me. That's the first thing that you ask. So anyway, I told this friend about how I was feeling about that. And every single time I brought it up, they would say, oh, well, you know, People often ask me what I am because I look mixed and especially in the summer when I'm tan and I'm like, hold up, you are white girl. Like, please do not compare your white experience to my woman of color experience. It is not even close to the same. And I just couldn't even believe how ignorant this person was to actually compare her white experience to my experience. And even like, I just, I I could not believe it. So at that point, that was also very close to my breaking point where I knew that this was not someone I could be friends with long-term. And so one quote that really sticks out to me when I'm even just recalling all of this is a quote by Maya Angelou where she says, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I'm literally gonna repeat that. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And so this was not the first time this person showed me who they were, but I continued to ignore it. And okay, there are so many other situations. There were people who told me the vibe was weird. My own mom had a weird vibe because this person shared really intimate details about their life with her right away. And it was just a lot like, people kept telling me and I kept making excuses and saying, no, she's really sweet. And even other people would say, oh, but like, she is really sweet. You know, like we would all kind of make excuses for this inappropriate behavior. But at the end of the day, 
those were signs that I shouldn't have ignored. And so fast forwarding to very recently, actually, I have my own business. I've been working my butt off. I've been working super long hours, working out kinks, dealing with bumps in the road, all the things, right? And I knew that I just needed a vacation. This person and I at this point were pretty close, but yeah, I I just knew I needed to get away. And so we had talked about a girl's trip for the longest time for months, but this person then had a partner and this partner ended up living with her, which again goes against kind of my core values. Cause like, anyway, that's a whole other situation, whatever. So this person has a partner now. And so when I was thinking of booking this trip, I was like, okay, do you think I should get an Airbnb? Cause I really do need a comfortable bed. My neck and back are not good. I'm awaiting um, surgery right now. I also wear a night guard at night because if I clamp my jaw, my neck just hurts even more. I have a special pillow, like all of these things. Right. And so this friend says, no, like you can stay with me. And I said, okay, well, I really do need a bed. I know your partner lives with you now. So like, I'm happy to get an Airbnb. And they said, no, like my partner can sleep on the couch. Okay. So there's that. And then the weekend before I left for this trip, I went out with Glenn and our friend Oscar. We were having a great night. I had a few drinks, like literally nothing crazy at all. And we left the bar after seeing a few friends when things are reopened now, like kind of after COVID, even though they're closed again, whatever, you know how it is. There's kind of waves and things reopen and they close. So this was a point where things were open in the summertime. We were on a patio and we get in the car and we're going to go get a We wanted a snack after a night of drinking. And I feel totally fine. If anything, a little bit tipsy, maybe a little bit tired. All of a sudden, I literally feel like I just took some crazy drugs, which I didn't. I just like my body goes tingly. I'm super dizzy. My vision is blurry. All of a sudden I start shaking and I pass out in the passenger seat. And so obviously Glenn and Oscar are kind of freaked out, right? We drive back to our place. I like, (laughs) I guess I came to for a bit and they tried to help me inside. I passed out. I actually hit my head on the glass door in our lobby. Like it was a whole situation. Thankfully they were there to catch me from falling on the pavement, but basically I just kept passing out. Like it was not a good scene. And that happened about a week before I left and ended up being fine. And to give you some context, I have like randomly passed out before, which is obviously not good, but it has happened sober and it has happened when I have had a couple drinks. So I just really don't know what the correlation is here. And they happen super far away from each other. Like I would say two years apart each time. And so when it would happen, I would honestly would kind of forget about it and move on with my life. But this time was the worst that it's ever been. And so I was freaked out. I had an athletic therapy appointment booked for that following Monday. This happened on like a really late Saturday night. So it was one day in between. I went to see my athletic therapist. We did tests for a concussion. Everything was totally fine. But he was like, okay, well, I just want to run some tests, make sure you're good. Right. And I said, okay, well, like, am I good to travel? Cause I'm supposed to leave in a few days. He's like, oh yeah, you're good. Like, but he knew where I was going and I was going to BC, which if you know anything about British Columbia and Canada, that's where people love to hike. Cause there's beautiful mountains, there's beautiful trails there. And so he said, okay, well, 
go like you know there's nothing life-threatening happening right now but just be safe when you do hikes like if at any point in time anyone passes out on a hike you could literally hit your head on a rock right like something bad could happen but of course there are hikes that are more safe than others ones that have stairs or railings like you know something on a normal path um yeah so just keep that in mind because we're gonna come back to that later so I go on this trip. Oh, actually, sorry. Before I even go, I told this friend about what happened and they're like, yeah, like it's all good. Like I got you, you know? Um, so I get there and this person shows up at the airport with said new partner. And the thing about this partner, cause I don't want it to seem like I am just jelly because like this person has their attention on someone else now. Um, this person has had multiple partners which again I don't care but I do know the history where it's like okay I'm in love with this person and then it doesn't end up working out and it's very short-lived and again I don't care but just know that if that's been your history and also this person told me that this person of theirs like they weren't even you know sure about which is normal like no one's sure in the beginning right but just taking into account their history like I didn't want to spend energy getting to know and befriend this new partner. Like, of course, I'm going to be nice, but I'm not going to go super out of my way to really, really get to know them because based on the history, there's been so many and I just don't have energy for that. And to provide even more context as well, I worked 12 hour days before going. I made sure that all of my clients content calendars were good. Emails were all sent. Campaigns were all running. My my team members were fully set up with tasks while I was gone. Everything had to be very meticulously planned out for me to go as well. Like, of course, saving the money to go and spending the money to go. Right. And so whatever, I was like, I'll just be nice to this person. I don't care. Like whatever this person's partner and them were literally fighting every like other hour. It was so uncomfortable. I found out that this person was actually not going to be sleeping on the couch and that I would be sleeping in the living room on an air mattress, even though my back hurts so bad. Um, I gave this person the option for me to get an Airbnb and stay at my own place. They didn't want that. Um, The air mattress that I was sleeping on would constantly say so that in the morning, my butt was touching the floor. And when I tell you my back hurt, that is such an understatement. (laughs) And right before going as well, another red flag that I ignored, but at that point I was kind of like, okay, well, I've already booked my trip. Like it's kind of too late. It wasn't because we always have a choice, but that was my mindset. So they texted me saying, oh, my partner's friends are out. We're going to be having a lot of group time, but also like alone time. And I was kind of like, well, I want this trip to recharge. Like, I don't really want to go crazy drinking because of what just happened to me. Like, you know, obviously I'm not being a princess and saying everything has to go my way, but Again, I'm just in a really different phase of my life where energy is so important to me and I don't want to spend energy getting to know acquaintances or, you know, investing in energies that are not authentic. Not to say that I was going in thinking they were going to be crappy people, but, you know, obviously I was concerned for my energy. I was feeling really burnt out at that time. So on top of all of this, on top of the crappy air mattress, We spent most of the trip with this big group of people and this guy who was constantly fighting with her. And I'm just going to lay out the things that happened that were not okay. So number one, 
this person took me on a hike that was so dangerous and, you know, giving them benefit of the doubt, they did send me a photo of this like part that you have to cross, which looked not so scary in the video, but I straight up kept asking this person, like, is this safe for me after what just happened? AKA, if I pass out, am I going to die? Um, number two, is this safe for me with my neck and back injuries? Cause right now I have legit no upper body strength and I can't do the things I used to do when I was well and really fit. Like, is this going to be okay for my body? Right. And (laughs) it was not okay. It was a total off the grid hike. One wrong move. You would literally tumble to your death. And while I understand that I'm an adult who makes my own decisions, I have never been to this place in BC. I've never seen this hike. And at that point, I was like, I want to turn back, you know, and this person didn't offer to go back with me. So I was like, okay, well, I don't really even know how to get back or my way around this place. I'll just continue. But it was really, really unsafe. And to me, I just, I know that maybe See, I'm even making excuses now. I was going to say maybe they overlooked the health issues and thought, yeah, you can do this, right? (laughs) In an encouraging way. But at the end of the day, I came there with health issues (laughs) and this person knew about it and they took me on a very unsafe hike. I just would not do that to someone I care about, right? So that was situation number one. Situation number two, um, to be honest, the vibe of that group was just not really my vibe. I'm not saying they're bad or wrong. It's just that I wasn't in crazy party mode, which this person knew going in. Um, and they were, and that's fine, but I just didn't want to spend energy on that. Um, but I was kind of put in that situation. Third thing that happened, long story short, we go downtown in this place that I was visiting. They get into a fight. My old friend and their partner. I go and I help my friend. They are crying hysterically. (laughs) And then he comes out. They walk away from me. They literally leave me downtown by myself with this group of people that I have honestly never met. Um, You know, I met them a couple days ago. This was an unsafe situation. Uh, I'm wearing heels. My back is like hurting. And then another couple that was on the trip, they get into a fight and they leave. So it's literally me and two random guys who I don't know, which they were very nice. Like, shout out to them for being so nice. But again, unsafe situation, right? I'm here visiting you and you leave me with these people, right? And so we end up walking 30 minutes back to the Airbnb. I'm wearing heels. My back is freaking hurting. I was not expecting to walk home. Um, and this was to the group of friends, Airbnb. And so we get there and my friend is there with her partner. They had calved back. She didn't decide to ask me if I needed a ride. She didn't call to see if I was okay being left alone downtown in an unfamiliar place with an unfamiliar group of people. She was just sitting there. Neither of them said a word to me. It was the most uncomfortable cab ride back to their place. And when we got back to the place, I was so annoyed. I'm like, okay, I need to figure something out here because like I did not spend all this money and all this time to come out here to this beautiful place to be in these stupid situations. And so she tried talking to me and I was honestly ignoring her. And I said, let's just talk tomorrow. Like, you know, sleep it off. And so 
the next day we were supposed to meet up with my cousins, which thank goodness my cousins live there because otherwise like this could have been a lot worse. But basically we we're supposed to meet my cousins the next day to go to the beach. They had a beautiful dinner rezo for us. It was supposed to be a great time. And I really wanted um, her to meet them. Like I just thought it was going to be super fun. And so the next morning rolls around. We're supposed to be at the beach by 10 a.m. to meet my cousins. I told them, don't worry about picking me up. We will meet you there. So it's about 9.30. She has not come out of her room at all to speak to me. Um, Her partner goes outside. And so I knock on her door. I'm like, are you really not going to talk to me after what happened last night? And she says, are you really not going to talk to me? So I'm thinking, okay, let me make this very clear. I am a guest in this house. Like, I'm not going to come into your room where you're laying with your partner. Like, you can come out and speak to me, especially because you are the one who left me downtown with strangers. Let me walk 30 minutes without considering the fact that maybe I would have needed a ride. Like, you know. And so this person then has the audacity to say to me, I had a mental breakdown and I would expect some empathy from you after the times I've been there for you and your mental breakdowns. And I, at this point, knew that friendship was over because A, I do not keep tabs on what I've done for my friends ever. B, that was not a mental breakdown. That was you fighting with one of your many like fling things, whatever, um, and inviting drama into your life. See, my depression and anxiety is very different from boy drama. Um, And D, I would never bring up the times I've been there for my friends to make them feel bad or make them feel like I owed them or use it as some sort of collateral. I would never do that. And to be honest, I probably don't even remember many things that I've done for my friends because I don't keep tabs like that. That was the moment I knew this friendship was done. And so... They ended up saying, oh, like, I didn't mean it like that, whatever. And I was like, okay, like, you know what? It's fine. Um, Would you still like to come to the beach and dinner with my cousins? They say, no, like, I'm feeling too hungover. So I call my cousin. I'm, like, feeling dumb at this point asking for a ride. But, of course, my cousin was like, oh, like, of course, no problem. I haven't seen my one cousin for five years and my other cousin for, like, three years. So it's been a minute. I And it was so nice that they weren't upset about having to pick me up. But of course, like I felt bad, right? So um, my friend, I tell this friend that, okay, we're going to go for dinner at such and such time. You know, are you coming? She says, yes. I'm like, okay, um, as well, like, are you for sure going to be able to pick me up or, you know, take me home after dinner? Because I don't have a car out here. And I have my night guard, my laptop, my special pillow for my broken neck, all of these things here. And I also had a client meeting in the morning because um, I set everyone up in a way where they wouldn't need my assistance. But there was one kind of situation, um, which happens in business sometimes, whatever. So I just said, you know, I do need my stuff and I have to be here tomorrow morning. She says, yes, no problem. So my cousin picks me up. I have a beautiful day. It was honestly the best day on the trip. We spent the day at the beach. It was so nice catching up with them. They showed me their apartment. It was beautiful. And so after the beach, after a little bit of shopping, after spending an amazing day with them, I go back to their apartment. We're getting ready. And so I text this friend and I'm like, hey, um, this is what time the dinner resolves at. Um, are you on the way? Which they knew where it was and what time it was. Even if they didn't, like 
you know, they told me they were too hungover to go to the beach. And so this friend texts me back saying, um, oh, I told them where it was. And they say, sheesh, that's like the furthest thing from us. <laughs> so I'm like, let me get this straight. You just did all of that crap to me. Um, and then you're going to say that I'm an inconvenience because I'm far away when this was supposed to be a plan that we were doing together. And also, like, where are you? I thought you said you were too hungover to do anything. Turns out she had gone on a hike with her boyfriend and his friends. And <laughs> so at that point, I called this person. We get into an argument and they're like, well, can't you just stay at your cousin's for the night? I'm like, I... <laughs> I don't have my night guard. I don't have my special pillow. I don't have my laptop. I don't have my AirPods. I don't have anything that I need to function properly in my business or life tomorrow. And she's like, haven't you ever spent the night unexpectedly somewhere? And the audacity to even consider that, like, yes, these are my cousins, but you don't know if I'm close with them or not. You don't know if they have proper accommodation for me. What if they didn't have a couch for me to sleep on? What if they both had partners staying there and, you know, like there's just so many things. I could not believe it. I just really, I couldn't believe it. And so, yeah, basically I ended up staying at my cousin's. I ended up getting my stuff and staying at my cousin's for the rest of the trip because I was like, I just, I can't deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. My cousins were amazing. They were so hospitable. And honestly, everything happens for a reason. I really enjoyed getting to see so many beautiful things and I really really enjoyed catching up with my cousins and just spending quality time with them like I don't regret that at all but in the grand scheme of things I just knew that this person was not going to be my friend when I came home and for the rest of the trip which was only a couple of days we actually did hang out like during the day they would come pick me up and we'd go to nice places and again don't get me wrong like I appreciate the friendship for what it was. I appreciate that this person took me places there and whatever, but I'm done making excuses and I'm done saying, okay, well, this person did a few nice things for me, so I'm going to ignore all of these red flags. And I think that's really common in friendships and relationships where, you know, people will do really awful things to you, but they've also done good things. And so you'll excuse their inappropriate behavior with the good things that they've done for you. And we all know that's not healthy, right? I know that we all make mistakes. And, you know, if if Glenn were to judge me off of my mistakes, then we probably wouldn't be together. You know, obviously everyone's made mistakes. And if you're only going to look at that, then of course, like no one's going to be a good person, right? We've all messed up. But what I'm saying is you have to be honest about which outweighs which. And also too, just like thinking of my other friendships, I I don't have bad things to say about my other friends. I don't have a long list of things that they've done to me or opposing views that are like <laughs> just really drastic. I don't have like a legit list of things about any of my other friends. And so when I came home, actually, even before I, I left, this person said, because they actually offered to drive me to the airport, they said, okay, so basically you and my partner don't like each other. <laughs> and I said, I don't give a shit if your partner likes me. And why would you even like tell me that, you know? And even before that point, I was like in my head debating. I was like, oh, I feel so bad to cut this person off, you know? And I had been talking to Glenn and Oscar about this in our group chat because 
um, we were actually planning our trip to Vancouver, which was freaking amazing, by the way. Like, if you listen to, well, actually, I don't know if I'm posting this before or after the last one I recorded, but if you've been following me on Instagram, you saw that it was a blast in a glass and it was so fun, good vibes, just everything a trip should be. But I was telling them about it and they were both like, Kate, cut this person off. Like, this is the final straw. Like, you've said this so many times that you're not going to be friends with this person. Like, just cut it off at this point. Like, you know, at this point. And when that person said that to me about their partner not liking me, I was like, okay, I actually feel good about leaving this friendship now. And now that it's been about a month since all of that went down, I really just have like (laughs) clarity in my head. You know, number one, I thought I owed this person for being there for me during my um, bad mental health days, which I've thanked them for a million times. You know, that that doesn't mean that I owe her because she was there. Number two, I looked past her red flags like crazy. Number three, I knew she wasn't aligned with my values. And that goes back to the quote, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time, right? I still gave her a chance. And that chance put me in dangerous situations that literally threatened my life. So I decided to stand up for myself. We tried to make amends for the very last time on that trip. And I ended up just holding my ground and I'm better for it. And I hope that by listening to this, I know it probably sounds so wild to you, um, but I know for a fact that there are other people going through similar things. I know for a fact that we've all been in toxic friendships. And I just hope that my experience teaches you or I mean, you already know it, but maybe just gives you a refresher to really trust your intuition and don't look past red flags. Like that just shows an insecurity within me that maybe I thought like, okay, I really need this friendship when I didn't. Honestly, like the past month of my life has been incredible. I had an amazing trip in Vancouver with amazing friends. I've been I've literally had plans like all week with new friends that I've made through social media and through business. Like my life feels so fulfilled without this person in it. And I have a literal weight lifted off my shoulder. I have not had a single moment of drama or like friendship stress since this friendship ended. And so, you know, I feel affirmed in my decision and I can just tell that I'm better off without all of that drama. So that is where I am going to end things. Thank you so much for listening. If you listened to this whole thing, because that was literally an hour. And again, I'm really happy that I finally decided to talk about this because like I said, it's no different than me talking about my experience or struggles with anything else. If a person feels uncomfortable hearing about their own behavior, that is a them issue and not a me issue. And I know that this is going to be valuable for other people because I know that there are a lot of people in similar situations. And another thing, too, is that all of these things, all of those, you know, all of my intuition that I ignored, all those red flags that I ignored, that can be applied to literally anything. So if you're in a job, if you're in a situation, if you're making a career choice, like trust your intuition. 
you already know. Everything you need is already within you. Don't betray yourself. Don't doubt yourself. You know, we are taught so much to doubt yourself. We're taught to have peers review your work in school. We're taught to double check our answers. And while certain things like that can be valuable, at the end of the day, like you already know, and you know you know. (laughs) When you're listening to this, you're probably thinking of situations where you knew and decided to do otherwise. So I hope that you took something away from this episode. I hope that if you have been not fully trusting yourself for whatever reason, I hope you start to do it now. And if you would like to keep up with me on Instagram, you can hit me up at Taylor Francisco. So that's at T-A-Y-L-E-R-F-R-A-N-C-I-S-C-O. And you can also follow the Tiny Moments podcast on Instagram as well. I will link that in the show notes. It's just at Tiny Moments podcast. And I upload weekly episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Central Time. So I will see you next week. Bye.